Welcome into another edition, maybe a new season of the Big Red Louie podcast. First of 2020, baby. Let's go. Bringing it in. We got a fun one for you guys tonight. Got me, Presley Meyer, Jacob Lane. Got Will Reddington on the horn. We got Alex Stangle. I will never quite pronounce your name right. I don't think well, because you say it like Angle. Stingle. And yeah, Stingle. yeah, it's like like is it Stingle? Would you say you tell me it's like it's like Jingle with yeah, an S T. Right. Uh, I always say Stangle. I don't you know. You do. Why. You you like you like I do lasso wrangle the and I like looked <laughs> right into your like disappointed eyes. You did and said One, Stangle. I was mainly just disappointed because like you looked at me and paused, like you couldn't remember my name, and then after you couldn't remember it, then you just mispronounced it. So it was. It's kind of like yeah. a one-two. We're back combo. up. We got Will's mic on. Yeah, I feel can you much. Talk? Ready to roll. We're we're playing uh, producer live. So even, I think so. Yeah. There we go. There he is. He can talk. There I think you, you just turned my mic up. I did. You just I got did. louder. Don't talk so loud. It's fine. Right. No, it's no big deal. Let's talk about happy things. Let's talk about some football. Louisville got a bowl in, baby. I can't believe it. Holy crap! We're eight and five. Yeah. Last, That's nuts. The Beat last it. two bowl wins were against SEC teams in the Music City Bowl, and, and the we can never three, go back there again. We dominate Nashville. The last four losses somewhere else, but against SEC schools. Right. Tell me how we we lost to Mississippi State with Lamar Jackson, and then we just beat Mississippi State without Lamar Jackson or Mackay Becton. Well, you don't want to hear the answer. <laughs> Mind well, blown. It, it definitely. I can uh, give you a couple ideas. Of oh, why. I know. I just meant that it's, Kylan Hill <laughs> didn't play a whole lot. That's for sure. But Will, you were there. Give me your quick synopsis of everything that happened. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, two days after, I was at the college football playoff in Atlanta. Uh, truly an incredible experience. Just the, both fan bases, awesome showing. Like Mississippi State had their side pretty full. Louisville, Louisville fans everywhere. But it was it was great. It started out, and you had that fumble from Dez really close to scoring. You're like, all right, here mm-hmm. we go again. Yeah. But yeah. the goal was to get to a bowl game this season. Right. And it, it seemed like inconceivable at the start of the year. And right. we got there, and to win it against a team like Mississippi State, it's icing on the cake, and it's really impressive. And I thought that all of our guys that got us there – absolutely shined in that game so yeah and it was great i think the biggest like takeaway for me was the seniors like the way that they impacted the game was so like just i mean it was like a, a story like a like a fairy tale i mean these Truly. guys have been through everything and for a guy like Devonte pete to catch a touchdown a guy like gary mccray to force that huge fumble came past to pick it up just I so happens to be oh, came past like, takes it to departments you never get to see like well okay never get to see it's so rare to see seniors multiple seniors in the same game in the last game just have their own individual moments like that like it's insane to think about because like it took me a couple of days to step back and i'm just like came pass like had his best play of the year right then in the in ball his game. final it makes, in his it, final it, moments an like argument it's so much play of the season awesome. yeah, it, it, it was very much i tweeted from the big red Lily account after it happened it had the the Sugar Bowl right. vibes all exactly. over. It was the way he picked and up yeah. and scored. I mean, it just felt like I was. It was deja. I was pumped. We just tackled him out of the sidelines. Like I was already excited for the play yeah. without the fumble, but it mm-hmm. happened so fast on, especially on TV, because me and Jacob are sitting right next to each other, and I'm like, "All right, they they got a punt," and then all of a sudden, screw the punt. We're just gonna get mm-hmm. six points right now. Yeah, the and, excitement in the stadium when that was going on was already at an all-time high because we had just taken the lead. Right. And then that happens, and it's absolutely euphoric in there. I, yeah. Oh, never forget. You guys seen the cowbells? No, no, they, none. They weren't allowed. Yeah. I heard yeah. they, got, they snuck some in. Is right. Well, I didn't so, hear it at all. So I, that's what I was going to say because I'm pretty sure at the Gator Bowl – was it the Gator Bowl that, that we played Mississippi State three years ago, right? Lamar's last game. It was the – yeah, the Tax Slayer Bowl. The Tax yeah. Slayer. It's the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Yes, that's, 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 yeah, right? that's yeah. correct. So There's always eight names behind it. Yeah, whatever. right, right. So um, I'm told that people brought cowbells for that game. Yeah. And it was just – 
Absolutely, like it was. It was such a deterrent that Louisville fans, when, when they heard they were so playing annoying. Mississippi State, they uh, didn't want to go back. I heard that a lot, and then at Christmas, my family's talking about. It. They're like, "Yeah, those are banned. You're not going to hear those at all." And I still kind of didn't believe it. I figured they would sneak it in because that's right. their thing. Right. They, well, they're the cowball school, and it's, it's none of them. It's funny to hear like fans, even from other schools, like even Louisville. Uh, I saw some fans online. They were like, "You know what? That's part of their tradition. They deserve right. to bring them." Imagine and how much hell we would. No, no, that's that's fair. If You've never heard it in person. Yeah. Because sure. if you have heard oh, it in person, okay. you would not have that viewpoint. Because Will's totally like if you've ever been to a like a true Mississippi State game. Yeah. It, it was, is. They were so nice. They were absolutely silent after the first quarter. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really really nice of them yeah. to do. It, I mean, was. Now, it was. You know the thing. The other thing for me was the fumble at the beginning of the game, and then it wasn't even so much the fumble. It was the ninety nine yard drive that really mm-hmm. I was like I looked over at Alex. I said this game's over. Yeah. They can't I, I stop them. They can't stop them. They just went 99 yards. Um, and for Louisville then to bounce back from being down, was it 14 to nothing, I think, was yep. the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was almost like kind of like the exact opposite of Florida State in the way that it ended, too. I thought that it was very similar, obviously, that Florida State, 21 nothing. Right. Mississippi State was 14 nothing. But at the end, Louisville made all of the right plays the entire second half. It was almost, again, I keep saying it, it's like a storybook. Like, right. It was perfect. Everything happened perfectly. And it truly is a little symbolic when you, when you think about different points of the season and how Louisville lost some of those games that they really should shouldn't have just like the Florida State game there's so many quick parallels like you just talked about like we had to have a multiple touchdown comeback uh, to even get back in the game so that was already you know kind of the same same similar feel but this time they took it a step further because you know you see semblances of of past mistakes and, and past like like we just took the wind out of our own sails driving 96 yards and then fumble and you're like oh crap like that feeling starts to come back but then all of a sudden we capitalize and we finished the game strong. And that's like one thing that fan like a continued. I wish this team would, you know, learn how to continually and consistently finish. They finally showed it. So I, I really think like it was a great explanation mark to end the season. Cause, cause you saw so many good positives that you can take into, into 2020. It absolutely was a lot of adversity too. We had the fumble to start the game and then we, get that fumble on the kickoff when it's 14 to seven and we end up missing that field goal. Oh my God. Like yeah. things went wrong and we still bounce back. And yeah, the they, game. I mean, they right. left 10 points on the board very quickly in that game. Mm-hmm. And I thought when Alex and I were talking about it before the kick, I said, you know, for the end of the season for Louisville, they stopped kicking field goals. Like, so I think they're going to give him one chance. Wasn't that a wild stat when the announcer came on and he was like, they haven't kicked a field goal in six games, <laughs> but this guy does have a touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. that's I mean, a great set. As soon as he missed it, I'm like, all right, you're not kicking again, buddy. Yeah, like we, now we can't kick field goals. Touchdown passes down. only. Which yeah. I I will say, I can't imagine how hard it would be to, to be a backup kicker and have the guy in front of you go out who's a legend, Blaine Creaky. Right, is exactly. One of the best kickers he wasn't all just a kicker. Yeah. And then you just are, you know, because you're not ready to play in that moment, you're not prepared, or maybe you're not good enough. I don't, I don't know enough about kicking to be able to critique him, but – uh, I felt like down the stretch of the season, the kicking game was just unreliable. I mean, mm-hmm. they couldn't kick field goals. They had to score points. We had um, to be the only team in the country. I mean, that's a long time to not kick field goals. Yeah, I bet you statistically mm-hmm. we were probably the – yeah, that's a good point. And I think that you know, you know, maybe next year he can compete, but I think it'll be that freshman that's coming in. He'll start from day one. And yeah, we'll be talking about Travelstead, I think is his last name. Rock. Being, well, being perfect kicker name. Like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, I want to throw this out here. I'm going to speak this into existence. If my fiance's little brother, who played high school soccer, doesn't come out and try out for the football team, he's a junior at U of L. Why should you not? Right? I'm speaking right, into right, existence. Right. He Colin should try out. Hoba told us about he got cut exactly. twice. Exactly. 
dude, he could end up in the NFL. Right. I said, because I literally texted him. I'm sitting here watching the NC State game. I was like, try out for the football team. He's like, why? He's like, are you watching this game? I was like, they have seven walk-on kickers on the roster. This is the best that they can feel. No offense to the, to the guy that's playing whatsoever. But you have to take a shot to make it. it. Does it, he already exactly? It's just, it's just, it's just, you know. It's, does does he already like sports? Is my yeah, question. yeah. He okay. loves sports. He loves U of L. He goes to U of L. Okay. He's well, it was one thing like because yeah. I didn't know if like you were gonna explain like you're just trying to force him into no, like, no, playing I said, a sport. I and he's the, like, I'm more of a band guy. Trying to I don't make know. Us I like the way it. the way that I phrased it was, how far could you kick a football if somebody just teed it up for you? And he said probably 50, 55 yards. I was like, so you can kick a ball 55 yards through the air. He's like, yeah, if I warmed up a little bit, yeah, I could probably kick it 55 yards. That's pretty like, impressive. Try out for the football team. What right. are you doing? Right. Right, enough about clown. kicking. We've Seth's lost one of the, anybody listening. They're like, man, I didn't tune in for kicking. If you go to UVL <laughs> and you can kick a football, try out for try the football out. team. Why not? Why not? <laughs> but I thought uh, in this game, I think um, the leap that this, the momentum that I think this is going to give them is going to be really, really mm-hmm. critical and something we're going to be talking about next season because they're off for a month and a half. That's it. They're not off for four months. They go back to work in February for spring spring practice, and then you know you got the whole summer. Like I think that. With what they bring back, we've talked about it a little bit. We'll talk about it a lot more over the next several months. But they bring back like 90 per – it'll be a lot like basketball this year. They bring back all the important guys. I also think that Louisville in that bowl game might have found their own nicer, probably a little more uh, better personality, Lynn Bowden, that might not punch anybody in the face. But I am super pumped – I am very pumped that our best wide receiver can throw a 40-yard well, just perfect great call, spot. Guys. That great first, call. I think that, th- first I think that play alone just opened up a whole other wrinkle for 2020 in terms oh of like gosh, schemes. Yes. Yeah. Like, that, that pass was, you can't like, argue was, with that. It was a Division One college football quarterback pass. Like, yeah. That it was, was honestly beautiful. That on was the run. And and yeah, and he stopped and had to. From last year is what it reminded me of. He just It's so funny because he looks like a little kid when he stops. He's so small compared yeah. to all the defensive yeah. linemen. And he's, he's got to stop. A little he, move on the guy. Well, well that's what I was saying. If you watch the tape, a guy missed his block yeah. and was mm-hmm. coming straight for Tutu. And Tutu just like you know did a little sidestep juke. Teddy set was, his feet. Teddy he set so his proud. feet. And he didn't catch a touchdown pass in that game. So you no. knew he was going to be a responsible for one in some way. But yeah. you see some receivers sometimes when they have to do those flea flickers that, like, they freak out. Yeah. Like, they have the ball in their hand and they either, you know, don't even get the pass off. Or if they do get the pass off, it's some, like, lame duck, knuckleball. Like, where is this even going? Mm-hmm. It's going to be picked off. It is This is off. super like, random. I bet you remember this. Like, you seem like a big football fan. But remember back in the day with Darren McFadden in Arkansas when they used to throw the football nonstop with him? He, he was the only player in like college football history to have like five throwing touchdowns, like twenty five rushing touchdowns, right. another like twenty receiving. Yeah, that he uh, was actually like a true wildcat. Yeah. yeah, that's the last time LSU won the national championship it was, was two thousand seven, and McFadden beat them in Baton Rouge three overtimes, and they lost to UK that season too. Like two losses to yeah. UK and Arkansas, still, still made it to the, the championship and yeah. won the championship that's wild, with man. Matt Flynn. Yeah, so Matt Flynn. <laughs> you're right. Though, what the, a year! The crazy. Having Tutu now being able to throw a football, which, I mean, they had it all season. Well, and everyone kept saying the stat, like, he used to be a quarterback in high school. He used to be a quarterback in high school. And, and everyone's like, that, yeah, that's great. He's super fast, though. So, like, we love him at wide receiver. And then finally, Seth's like, you know what? We're going to remind everybody. I love how we left it all out there. You know who else can throw the football? Mikhail Cunningham. Yes, how about can. this guy? The thing that, that was most impressive about Mikhail was the ability to hit passes in the short part of the field, mm-hmm. in the middle of the field. All yeah. season long, he's been incredible at moving the ball 70, 80 yards. I thought with you said it, Tutu didn't have a touchdown. 
their longest reception, well, all of their receptions were big in terms of, you know, the amount of yards. But mm-hmm. instead of 70 and 80, you've got a 25, a 33, a 24, a 29, a 24, a 22. And that's not even all of them. His ability mid-range in that game was NFL level and Heisman-like. Like, it I was. I think that that's going to be where he can improve and take the next step. The fact that he is one pass attempt short from qualifying – Behind Joe Burrow yes. as the most efficient. How about that stat? QBR. Yeah, it's crazy. That makes me want to put a pencil through my eyeball because, like, if I would have known that, I would. If I was Satterfield, I'm like, you know what? Just throw the ball like throw it out of bounds. He would have played ba- one more even game. Even if he, if it was an incomplete pass, that st- he would have still so been the, second in QBR. Is the story in the country. with that you have to average 15 passes a game. I'm pretty sure. No, it's there's a it's there's for, a total it's for passer rating. There's a total number of passes, and he didn't. I think because he didn't start all – if he would have started well, he every he game – He didn't play the first two – he, played, exactly. he played like three plays the second game of the season. And then, and then he was injured in a few games and out for quite a bit of time. He didn't finish four games and he didn't start two. Right, so, so when, you, when you add in that, like that – and that then one, pisses me one off game that you he can't was sick qualify, as a dog. But, right. but yeah, like, so like basically, there's a rule of thumb, like some minimal level of passes right. you have to attempt to even qualify for these stats. So it's funny that on paper nationally, you're not even going to see his name, but one more pass attempt, he's going to be right there in the top five of quarter, yeah. especially Ooh. if quarterbacks coming back. He'd be the number one quarterback coming back next season. Yeah, which is insane to think about. What I thought was so impressive is him not turning the ball over at yeah, all. Yeah, that too. Two hundred seventy-nine yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, and eighty-one yards rushing. That is such That's an efficient. awesome game and in they, such a big spot. They right. threw the ball 23 times. When have they thrown the ball 23 times this season? There's, I bet he hasn't done that, but maybe once or two times. Like one or two times. I mean, he's they, most of his games are like 7 for 16 or something like that. You know, there's a point in that game, I forgot to tell you, um, that I was thinking about that. Can you guys think of an of another walk-on? Like, at, at when it's all said and done, his whole career, is Marshawn Ford going to be like the – like most impressive walk on Louisville's ever had because like it. he his efficiency like not only can you see his improvement from the start of the year till now but like they've started leaning on him as he's gotten better oh he's a weapon so like the more 100%. talented he gets the more Satterfield you can see is like leaning on him to make these plays and he's doing it like he looks phenomenal yeah Jacob's fun fun fact of the day brought to you by when Ruby wakes up, Jacob's got to leave. Isn't that what it was last week? Yeah, I believe yeah. it is. Uh, when Ruby's got to go to bed, Jacob has to leave. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ruby's bedtime. Marshawn like Ford finished the season as the number one scoring tight end in the ACC. Most that, touchdowns. That is no. so crazy. Walk on last year. He probably had the best uh, blocking videos that you saw on Twitter oh, no it, outside of the offensive line. Of He's going to play but. in the NFL, man. He, mark my words right now, that man's going to be a tight end in the NFL because he can block and he well, can run. And he it's can his get. motor. Yeah. I mean, like, the kid just doesn't stop. Yeah, he's going to be heavily featured on an ACC offense for the next few years, too. So yeah. he's, his stock's only going up. Well, and that that's what's incredible. Like, the more we watch Mikhail progress, and, and, and obviously I think after the bowl game, the whole, you know, feel from the fan base was like, you know, all right, I think the Chubba Purdy, you know, decommitment or, or – you know, switch to Florida State. I think that hurts a little bit less when you see when you take a step back and just see what all is coming back production wise. Because you have, you have what? How many more years does Mikael have? Um, two. I mean, he's got two more years. Javion Hawkins is probably only going to be I'd, with us. I'd say him and yeah. you two both leave early. So yeah, I mean, like we, this might be our last season. year with with our all two best them. players yeah, and, how, and two best be weapons. Senior, right. Yeah. So, did you ever think you were going to have a conversation of you're worried that? Louisville's offense is going to take a step back in 2021 because the kids got so good too early. They started like, leaving early. That they started yeah. leaving early. And my other worry that might be stupid or it might have some some genuine um, merit. Merit. Uh, yeah, thank you. Did Satterfield going eight 
not eight and five. Did Satterfield winning this bowl game? Did that speed up the the curb of him jumping? Not jumping programs, but right. getting Somewhere you know else. essentially the next going, big offer, going to the next right. higher level program. I think it did. I think I think it literally cut it down maybe by like a year, even maybe two, because yeah. like how desperate you're watching bigger programs search for coaches right now. Like Missouri mm-hmm. took what Drinkwitz that was at App State with basically Sat's team, mm-hmm. like in one Sats year. Team. Yeah, never got to see that guy recruit. And that was basically getting paid more than yeah, more than Satterfield himself. The thing is though about and, that, I don't know how much you have to worry because I think he's at a level like PJ Fleck now, where they're only going to take the best jobs. Like he's not going to leave Louisville to go to say. Mississippi State like that's just not a that's a yeah it's a it's a bigger move into a bigger conference but is that putting you in a situation where you can be at a place long term and win at the highest level no, no but not. you're also seeing a lot of turmoil with Florida State with USC with with some of these bigger pro the bigger programs are still having coaching search issues right like, there's but, just not enough premium coaching talent right now to I think the the, the this is a, like a really long story for another day but I think that the one school the Louisville has to worry about with him is Clemson like I think that when Dabo goes to Alabama, yeah. which if that happens in a few years, I think that the natural fit to replace Dabo yeah. Sweeney is Scott Satterfield. Well, and Satterfield, a ton of sense. he's admitted he is following the Dabo right. model. Exactly, oh, but right. that's that's not anytime soon. It's not anything we have to worry about. And but I think that what it did is I think is it's gonna it's gonna speed up expectations. Yeah. And the thing that I'm, I, you know, I got to start. I've realized this, and I think it now it's communicating it through the site and just different different articles and different things that we talk about. The down year is going to be 2021 because right. they are going to lose so much next year and they're going to be so young that season that it's going to be essentially restarting the rebuild again because, yeah, you're going to have some of the guys that are freshmen now be upperclassmen, but all of your stars, your JV and Hawkins, uh, Hawkins your Mikhail Cunninghams, your Des Fitzpatricks, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, nearly everybody is gone. Uh, and you're starting – you've got a really young team. So, but that again, that's neither here nor there. So, final thoughts – Let's jump into something not not so happy. Let's do it. Little basketball disappoints us again against Kentucky. Mm. R.I.P. I I that, can't that that silence is is I can't believe it, but I also can believe it because uh, uh, exactly what I thought would happen would happen to the smaller scale than I thought it was going to be. I thought it'd be the whole team kind of poop in the bed because that's what they do against Kentucky. But said it was just one player, uh, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I wouldn't say it was one. I would say that there was. The most important player that stood, sure. stood out you in the worst it. possible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great. And, way to and when it. I say poop the bed, just didn't show up and have a good game. Not mm-hmm. nothing personal. It's not no. saying they didn't try hard. Just didn't show up. And everybody has bad days. Exactly. I, right. I almost equate the McHale needing one more pass attempt to like qualify for all the great stats to to Louisville shooting free throws in that game. To literally, mm-hmm. if you just make a few more free throws. Yeah. We're not even having a negative conversation right now. It's like, one of the it, hardest things I've ever it's had to insane. watch. It's insane. But it's like so that, Louisville, though. It, it, so oh, Louisville. how so many Louisville. different ways can you find to lose a game? That's a like book that, that it, Louisville it's is an, the it's incredible. Of. How, yeah. many, how many ways can you lose a game? Like, that, that's the whole thing. Like, now the, the, the narrative has become, you know, like, Wara basically essentially becomes somewhat of a ghost in these big mat, matchup games. But how much will we be talking about that if we even just hit, you know, like 12 for 20 or 13 for 20? Just one more. I mean, literally, like, anything but 9 for 20 on free throws. Here's a question. That's my biggest pet peeve is you didn't even hit 50% of of the things, apparently, that they shoot 100 times of in every practice. Well, I mean, and 
I mean, they've been a good free throw shooting team all, all year. Yeah, they're seventy four percent going. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, top top fifty, top thirty. I mean, mm-hmm. they're up there. I don't know. So it begs the question: is Like, is this game that much more just straight I, mental? I think it's just scary. I think Rupp Arena is the scariest place for the Louisville Cardinals to play a basketball game, and I don't think that'll ever change. And for whatever reason, we go out there and play like it a lot. But I mean, it, 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 it happens. Every team has that team. Like, for instance, think about Virginia Tech basketball. How many good teams they fielded. Uh, just how well they've done historically, especially over, over the last 10 years. They haven't beat Louisville in the last, what, 14 tries, I think. But I think it and bothers it, everybody that it's it's not the, it's not symmetrical on both right. sides. Kentucky right. doesn't get scared coming to Louisville. No, they still beat all. us at home. Kent- yeah. Even even when Kentucky had worse teams, like we saw even like this year, like talent-wise, they still beat us. At home, they still beat us. Away, yeah. they still beat us. Like it doesn't matter what scenario for they, them. They just win. They just win. That I like watching the video that Kentucky put out of Kyle Perry talking to his team before that game. It it like it's so true what he said. Make them make plays. What in the the history of this rivalry makes you think that they will? Like, well, yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Like they just it's kind like, of mean. I mean, but it is. <laughs> yeah. But it's just preparing your team. Like you're the ones. Like this, this isn't going to be on you. Like if you lose this game, you're supposed to lose this game. They have to be the ones to make the plays. They have to show that they can win because they're the number two ranked team or whatever Louisville was, number three in the country. So mm-hmm. go make them do it. And and I, I don't believe that they can do it. And ultimately, he proved to be right. But it just sucks that it's free throw shooting because when you got Steve Enoch and Malik Williams normally splashing free throws, you're like, oh mm-hmm. man, I got we yeah, got this. It's easy. Like, and they're they got Ryan McMahon missing one, and their guards go up there quickly, and Maxi combined for 13 of 14. And and, and didn't you have Fresh miss two down like in the yeah. final minute of the and, game? And I mean, Fresh is is our king now, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I, well, everyone kept saying they're like. Well, it took CC a while to warm him. They're like, no, he's sucked way longer than CC. And he finally has a great game. He's like, hey, he's coming along like CC now. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, no crap. Thank I, you. But That's that St. No, Joe's highlight video, it, though. That's what we saw at Rupp. He oh, was not afraid. No, 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 no. no, no. I, 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 the thing about that game that I will say, man, the one area where I will really credit Chris Mack is, and you wrote about this, man. You got If, he, if you're going to have him, you got to let him score. Yeah. Like That's what he's got to be in there to do. Mm-hmm. He can't be your – he's not going to dish out seven assists and, and get you, you know, get your offense into the where it needs to be like he can manage some of those things but he's a scorer dude. which and he's think, and we saw dude. it now which thank god he is because i think one of the reasons we were so hyped on this louisville team was not only the returning talent but also the emerging freshmen that have not emerged and i, I think that's super like the uk game just kind of accentuated some of the worries that Louisville fans already had, oh, yeah. right? And it didn't make them feel any better about them, nope. which was we need to get more play in general from our freshmen and the freshmen that are on the court. Just, you know, it doesn't seem like they were really taken, especially, you know, Sam had a couple great games to start off the season and then just kind of, you know, like yeah. just plateaued a little bit. But does it not worry you going into conference now that, Half the team you thought was going to be a strength and you could rely on is now just we don't know. Are it's you, a, it's mm-hmm. a big question mark. Like, they could even you make the argument that they're less deep this year than they were last year because last year they played everybody. This yep. year they're you know they're going. I mean, really, they, they Sam played, played eight guys. minutes. Yep, David played for thirty seconds. I mean, they played seven guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no, long term in the ACC, that's not going to last. And I no. think that you're limiting the ceiling of this team not getting these guys minutes in smaller games, which. But For like some what, reason, over the last two months, they've barely played. Yeah. But like, what is it though? Because we've heard, oh, David Johnson just hasn't been putting forth effort in practice, or it's got to be. You know, it's it's, it's, it's all. Yeah. But here's the thing: like going back to the point we've talked about before, if 
it comes to light, like you, we finish out the season and it just still plays out like it's playing out now to where the freshmen just didn't really play a whole lot in general. What does that tell future recruits that are, you know, the elite ones Mac is trying to go after? That if you don't learn my pack line defense. Right, you don't play. You don't play. And that's something I thought we were going to get rid of when Petrino left. Or, well, when Patino left. Right. But the whole, you know, we have, even if you're a five-star, I don't care. You're going to learn how to play defense how I want you to play defense or else you're going to sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. The good thing is. is Mac that needs to get that. the minutes regardless. It like. Just have to go through some growing pains. Yeah, in my, in my mind, they're like gonna figure it out. But for him, he's got to play him. You just got to play yeah. him. Practice Thirteen is not a game. Well, yeah, I, mean, I just don't point, want it to hurt recruiting down the road. Is all I'm saying because like that, I mean, could, that, that could make sucks. a little bit of an effect. Right, but you know, Patino had that same problem, and you know, it, there's some guys who just don't fit in that. And Patino went after the guys he knew who would fit, and you would hope that Chris Mack could say, you know, all right, we only have this much playing time. We need to find a guy who would be okay with that in his first year, first two years. So you know you would you would think that they get the right guys, but you're right. Sam Williams said should be. I thought he should have played 15, 16 minutes against Kentucky. Like, why not? I think we all let's all try to say something nice okay. about the UL okay. performance against UK. Okay. okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, I thought Louisville played a better game than UK did. Okay, I far one hundred far agree. better, far better game. 100% I thought that agree. Louisville looked like the better team. I thought that Louisville executed their offense better. I thought they looked like they had a better defense. I thought they looked like they had the better better players. They just could not make it happen. And at the end of the day, that's what winning teams do, right? Like winning teams find a way. They still have a whole half of a season. They still play a crap ton of really good teams that don't have their number. So with that being said, there's still I've, I don't have any sort of worries going forward that th- this will affect them because, number one, they're not all in their own heads about uh, UK fans at, at the cubicle at work, and they're not all in their own heads about listening to, to – you know, the radio all day and listening to what people say and, and trash talk and all that stuff. They're just worried about going out and playing, you know, Florida State and Pittsburgh and, and what, whatever the rest of the schedule looks like. So to me, Louisville was the better team. They had a bad shooting night. It happens. Yeah, exactly. And, so many things went wrong. And right. It's still right. overtime in Rupp Arena. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, to me, yes, it's frustrating. Like it sucks. Like it's sucks so hard, but it's going to be okay. Like that's, that's, such an anomaly like if that happens again for the rest of the season it's gonna be like i mean it it, it just is what it it, it'd be it's well okay twitter blow up last year they blew they blew florida state and 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 duke games back to back but and then almost blew the clemson game and almost blew the clemson game but but what i'm saying is like this is supposed to be a positive segment yeah this is supposed to be positive say one thing sorry all right i'm gonna have a little bit of an oreo positive negative positive so I like the fact. Hold on, is the white part negative? Because I like the white part. Well, I yeah. just meant like in terms of what I'm about to say. I I genuinely was was excited about the fact that Louisville looked really really organized, cohesive, and gave a lot of effort with their best player sitting the bench. Yeah. I'm also mm-hmm. happy that Max set the best player on the bench on the I bench because too, I don't know a whole lot of coaches in that situation that would have done what he did, especially for that long. So that's my negative part. And then going back to positive, oh, actually, no, I totally messed it up. The positive was going to be Max sat him. Okay, so there's like just negatives. the pr- general principle right. of I don't care if you're the best player on the team if your head's up your butt right now, like sit on the bench because like your attitude's affecting everybody else. He took him out. We made a great comeback. Yeah, and he brought him back in. And all right, let me say my positive yeah. before you say anything negative. Yep, 
I, I think it's just that. I think that they could that they could almost beat a team like Kentucky without Jordan on the floor. I mean, yeah, yeah. To have Kimball scoring like that and Big Steve, man. Oh my God, when that was when, my other big positive. Steve, Steve looked like impressive. a NBA player. NBA player. Yeah. Yeah. And Last, normally when night. Steve goes up against a guy like Nick Richardson and they play really well, Steve like just doesn't show, doesn't play to the level of the, the well, guy like, he's going to force against. him right. away from the basket a yeah. little bit more. Well, it's like he's he the one that has, yeah. he's become a ghost sometimes in the big games. Like the Enoch was, if, if we're going to pick a guy on that team uh, to be like, all right, who might, you know, who should be a star tonight but will probably fade away, I was probably going to get – Picked Steve because he's done that before in big games. I would have never thought it would have been Wara. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually my positive is was Enoch Enoch and Malik Williams' ability to finish around the rim against probably the toughest length that we'll see this season. There were so many plays where the shot was going up, and I was like, ah, no, 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 this is kind of contested. Right. And they finished a lot yeah. of them, and yeah. I thought that was really impressive. And just being down thirty-eight twenty-six right. in Rupp Arena and finding a way to if you know start the game right there down yep. thirty-eight twenty-six to win that time period by 12 and right. force overtime mm-hmm. was so impressive and so many different guys played a role in doing that i have faith that a lot of a lot of more positive moments are coming because of what happened at rupp arena well and i really think war like like it's more it, it oh ooh, she did not like that puppies here. guard dog so fine. who's she gonna attack all yeah i know five pounds we have a uh, luna we're doing a podcast we have a two pound what two pound maybe yeah if that Two pound little. She didn't like who little girl just getting really thing. angry. Yeah, it? that was me. Uh, yeah, she didn't like that. I said that I th- good things were gonna come from a loss at Rupp Arena. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not a good I deserve that. All I was me. gonna say was I think it bodes well for Louisville long term that Enoch and Malik yeah. are being this consistent because I think Wara can and he can he can turn that around a lot quicker than I feel like Enoch or Williams totally would agree. be able to. Yeah. So I, the fact that it's him being in a funk makes me less worried than if it's like your your bigs, you know, because I I think we did see even if War is on the bench, we're still very competitive. So he's gonna work out of his funk. Like that's the one thing I, I've been super hard on him, like so far in this conversation. But if there's one thing we know, he I mean he's essentially a pro. Like he's yeah. played for Nigeria, he's played right. for all these pro teams already, like around the world. Right. He's gonna get back in his rhythm. Yeah. So it's so it, it's good to see everyone else really starting to catch. Kester stride, and then he's going to come back in. Yeah, eventually, I, and then you know, you I think not like we're off to the some of these losses early, though. When you think about it, because yeah. pe- teams that win championships usually peak late. Like I like right. that they got to get through some of these kinks early. Yeah. And they're doing it against teams that Kentucky ultimately, you know, it sucks that they lost, but it doesn't mean a damn thing yeah. for the rest of the season. It, it doesn't nothing. Because well, they, you get a, you don't get a yeah. loss in the conference standings. Well, I think Laura takes it personally too. What happened? Well, all just right. look at the ceilings. Is all I'm saying for the teams. Like I think it's great that Kentucky beat Louisville. I think that might have been their Super Bowl for the year. Like that. That's probably. I still, I still think Louisville's very, ceiling is so much higher right. than, than Kentucky's overall. There's a very good chance that that's the best game they play all year. Oh, easily. I mean, they had three easily. guys go for career highs. Maybe Auburn is second. If you're talking about Kentucky, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think it, they've kind of found their. I think they found their groove. Like that's yeah. definitely as good as I've seen Kentucky look right, this year. Right, right. And I think going into SEC play, they have a lot to be confident well, and just, about as well. That and the other thing that nobody ever talks about is that is like one of their last opportunities to really get a tournament like resume building win. Like they have one terrible like quadrant four loss. Yeah, and then right? they have the Utah loss. And then they have the Utah loss. Yes, yeah, not good. They are probably not going to be a tournament team. Maybe they're right. On, they have some good players. They're right on on the, on the cusp. Yeah. And the SEC has um, teams too, like Tennessee, Florida, LSU, who all were kind of fringe. We're going to be ranked teams that are all drastically underperforming so yeah. far. Well, Florida yeah. was going to be like top ten, top yeah. fifteen. Yeah. 
team talking I mean, about as like a national championship team. Yeah. yeah, they weren't supposed to be fringe. They were supposed to be like a powerhouse. Yeah, LSU they, was ranked like 23 going into the season. They have, I think, four losses already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, so it, I, yeah just overall, I, I do think our ceiling, if we can get our crap together, which I, I think they will. They will. Mm-hmm. I think their ceiling's high. And they'll start with Florida State this yes. weekend, which I mean, I think that that's a good matchup to bounce back with and, and show that you improve from what you learned against Kentucky because they're equally as long. Right. Uh, they're more experienced, which. They're not going to be afraid of Louisville. And you have something to prove considering what happened last year. This well, is a good opportunity to get a statement win. I think this is a statement win more than anything else. Because yeah. it's not like FSU is a, is a pushover for Louisville. No, they're I – mean, We've struggled with them before. Absolutely. We've beat them before well, and they've always got 15 seven-footers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it never fails you that they have they, – they play a starting five that's well, typically over like six-foot-seven average. And I think that's why I like this game for a couple reasons. One, because – you have skin in the game now because it is an ACC game. It's going to be just as tough in terms of in, in terms of bodies like you're talking about, like lengthwise. So you need to have Enoch have back-to-back really good, consistent games. So that's going to be important to watch because, like I just said, consistency for him is going to be huge uh, for March. And then, like you just also said, like how Wara, you know, bounces back. So I think there's a couple really good storylines from playing Kentucky then FSU back-to-back because. I don't know if anybody like hasn't been watching, but like FSU has has looked really really good lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their oh, resumes about to cough it, or something. Their resume is impressive so far. Wins against Tennessee at Purdue. Uh, their only two losses are at Indiana and at Pittsburgh. True road games. One right. at Florida by twelve. So I mean, this team's already put together a pretty right. solid resume. And if they can get this win, you're probably looking at Florida State maybe being ranked eleventh yeah. or tenth or something right. like that. I mean, when you have Benjamin Button as a coach, anything's possible. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane what Leonard Hamilton has done there. For he's, so long, I've always said he's got a, a tree in his backyard that grows seven footers. It's right. unreal. Yeah, it's how crazy, right? He finds these guys. That, uh, the guy he had last year, Nike had a machine in like overseas that only made his pair of shoes. Like they, oh it was gosh. specifically yeah. made. for for yeah. him because uh, the size was so Kamaje. big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's take a, a look at the ACC real quick because it's not pretty for the rest of the conference. For Louisville, it's wonderful, but mm-hmm. Florida State, Florida State is the fourth best team in the, uh, by record right now. They're uh, probably the number three team in the conference. You could make the argument that they're number two. With yeah, Duke. You could, or you, you could, could. I mean, and then after that, with Virginia maybe being the fourth team, the rest of the ACC is terrible. Mm-hmm. There are there could be there could be legitimately maybe five or six teams that make the tournament. We have Boston game. College right now ranked fifth, and Duke just beat them by forty. Right, right, Ooh. and it doesn't help that NC State took a conference loss early. They've gotten significantly better. I think they're probably the fourth or fifth best team. It's weird. Notre Dame this. is up there, yeah. Well. But the rest of the conference is awful, dude. It's, it's going to be insane seeing where UNC lands, especially after like today. Yeah, which losing you Anthony Harris, you yeah. always feel bad whenever like. A, you know, any player gets injured, but especially like elite recruits that really didn't get a chance to like even start showing off their stuff. And then I think it's his second ACL injury because they said this one was on his other knee. Yeah. And he oh, had one man. in high school yeah, on his like left knee. So brutal. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like you're talking ACLs on both knees now. I think this is a game that UNC just went from bad to worse, though. I you, mean, they gotta have this game. They they cannot lose this game because mm-hmm. it, it's not just a. I mean, they'd be fine if they lost it, but. Beating by, getting down behind Florida State is not good no. in terms of the rankings and where and they're they still have to standing. go to Florida State, right? Yeah. And and there's just you know there's a lot of opportunity to win, but for Florida State there's not a lot of losses. Like you're going to be playing from behind all mm-hmm. season, and you really aren't going to have a ton of margin for error if you want to win the ACC. Now, right. If you want to be in the top four, I think you're, they're going to be yeah. fine regardless. So. Yeah. Well, and like how much is that going to actually play into your mentality of the rest of the season? Like you mentioned, you know, the Duke game just kind of mentally broke them. Uh, for the final stretch of... Broke me too, yeah. 
I mean, it broke everybody. It broke us um, all. What I, I think I told my fiance after that game, because uh, like it was still when Game of Thrones was like the final season. I was like, I was like, look, I was like, when it comes to Louisville's fans, like feelings, I was like, what is dead may never die. I was like, we're already numb inside from so much <laughs> bad crap. I was like, that that loss just kind of added to it. But but still, like you you think back to back losses, and if your best player is sulking, you know, I mean, like there's just some. I don't want it to grow. Like I don't, I don't want the the negative mentality or the other dude sulking on the court. Like how Darius Perry gets frustrated with himself, or Wara just looks down, or like that is a that is a cancer that grows quickly on teams, and that is not something you want, especially early in the season when you're still trying to figure things out. Like guys, we're gonna be great, and we need to work on things. But your all's attitudes are so bad right now. Like we need to really pick that up. So yeah. that I think from my standpoint, it's just this game's an important win just to bounce back their their mentality going into conference play. Yeah, and I think that you get this win tonight and you you could or uh, tomorrow and you could be talking about not losing another game. But I mean, you'd have to beat Duke in this stretch, but you could be talking about not losing a game for a couple of months because you go Miami, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, then you go to Duke, but then you go Georgia Tech, Clemson, BC, NC State, Wake. Like if you can get past Duke, you're talking about potentially only finish the season with maybe one or two conference losses. I think they play the, the whole month of February. They don't play a team that's currently ranked. Right. It's, okay. it's, it's yeah. going to be – We have yeah. Virginia on my birthday, February 8th. That's going to be nuts. Happy birthday. Thanks. And Congrats. then at Florida State, February 24th. Yeah. So, so that, And then that's when the you know at the end of the season you have UVA on the 8th and you go to Florida State on the 24th. The Syracuse game is by any not any means easy. but uh, And then you close with with Virginia. So How I mean, do we play Virginia twice every single year? I think that's the school that's been that's, paired with yeah, Virginia. That's great. It's just our luck. Right? Love that. Because if you can find a way to do something poorly, you, like it's a Louisville thing. Right? Yeah, you can lose yeah. a game. You're really, up with a team you know you can't beat. Dude, I really do think like if, if they beat Virginia um, even once this year, like say they just split the series, I think the first win, though, is, is totally going to eradicate any feeling they had about losing to, to UK. Because like... Yes, losing to a rival sucks, but like when you have this giant elephant in the room, mm-hmm. like uh, like you hear some of the crazy stats, like Clemson, I think they said on the radio today, is O for fifty nine, O and fifty nine when playing at UNC. Yeah, for like all of ACC history, like they've never won a game at Chapel Hill. It's insane. Hmm. Uh, Louisville's not careful. That's gonna be them with Kentucky. I swear. Man. Well, uh, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like you let things like that grow, but I think with with Virginia, like we've come so damn close so many times. Like, how do you lose to a team up four with 0.9 seconds left? Like, shit like that is so insane, insanely rare. And we've done it already multiple times since we've just been in the ACC a handful of years. So I think, one, we will get our first win against UVA this year, whether I think it be so too. home you, or away. But watching them this year, they, they just, just don't score look the like they have it. Yeah. No. I think so too. Yeah. I didn't want to say that because, like, you know, we're I, I don't no want to put doubt. something on record. That's like, fine. we're going to beat UK and then, like, not beat UK. Well. If Virginia wants to use that as locker room material, all <laughs> yeah. for it, man. But that would be so flattering. Podcast. I know, right? <laughs> It'd be good for the show. I wish they would. We found these random guys yeah, from these, this Louisville podcast. Yeah, that they were talking they said guys. you're not very good. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I think that they could easily beat Virginia. Not easily, but they have a chance to beat them twice. Absolutely. All right. Anything else before we close the show? It's been a fun one. Uh, what are your all's uh, score predictions for Saturday? Oh, that's a good Ooh, one against Florida good State. Question. I'd have to look at their schedule a little bit uh, to see what their oh uh, what, what they is. normally yeah. Let, let's go, go back to their schedule. Yeah, go ahead and give a prediction if you got one. Sixty nine, sixty one, Louisville. All right, yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. okay, so I have to tweet sixty nine rule. 
we just need to get 69 rule out there. Like I've been doing this for You've been doing years, it for forever. Probably 5 yeah. 6 years at least. It's not longer than that. So, and especially in college basketball, the first team to score 69 points always wins. UK won 69 rule in the UK U of L game. They won, they did. I'll That's start paying game. attention to this. All right. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Louisville. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh Florida State it looks like they averaged somewhere in the the high 70s, mid 80s. Uh, so I'm going to go Louisville 87, Florida State 78. I think Louisville – I think Jordan Moore is going to go for 25 and 12, uh, and I think that he's going to have a, a big shooting okay, game. Okay, so that, that's your player of the game? That is I'll, my player I'll of the game. I'll take uh, Fresh Kimball as my player of the game. Okay. I think he's going to peel it off off the last game. Yeah, I think Wara bounces back. I like Louisville to win 73 to 64. I think the cards will probably be favored by around six. I think, home, the, I think the spread came out today that it was six. Yeah, okay. So good, Look good at call, you. Man. Yeah, I, I, I usually do okay with that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see a spread yet, but I would guess it's around I was about to say six. it's not on ESPN. Yeah, that I've seen. But right. I, I think we win the game by nine. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going 75-68, Louisville. And I, I the player of the game is. Uh, I don't want to go war because you guys keep. I, like I really hope he bounces back, yeah. but I, I I'm not a conformist, so I'm just gonna go. <laughs> You're a leader. Uh, That's what you are, not a follower. Yeah. No, I want I want Steve. To have back-to-back really big games. So, like, my big, huge thing I keep harping on is, like, please stay consistent and consistently good. And I think these two games are his chance to show, like, hey, I can bang with tall guys all day long that are, you know, just as big as me and still save that. have production. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big one. <laughs> all right. Damn I want to end the show with one quick story that I think you guys both know. Will, you don't know the story yet. So, can I flatter you. It starts in LSU. It starts with LSU, all right? So here is a, my, my friend, a couple days before Christmas, comes to me with a parlay that he's interested in. He says, look at this, man. This is awesome. I'm not a sports gambler. I've never been on anything a day in my life before. We're the opposite. I saw it. Yes, we are the opposite, which is why I think you will appreciate the story. Uh, I saw it, and I said, all right, I want in on that. That's a bet that I know is going to happen. And it was, it was a parlay. So the things were – I mean, it's a lot. You know, there's a lot of games in there. So here's the original parlay. LSU to cover the spread of 13 against Oklahoma. Easy. Yeah, right, which was my thought too. Um, originally, the bet was Mississippi State to beat Louisville. I said, oh, uh, straight up on the money line. I said, oh, they're going to run the football down Louisville's throat. No chance. So I went with that originally. Let me keep saying originally. Right. And then I took Kentucky to beat Virginia Tech, which hurt to pick Louisville to lose and Kentucky to win. Yeah, like, are you okay? Yes, but the bet was was really good. All right, so now I finished the game with Alabama – Minus seven over Michigan. Easy. That's the easiest one. That was where my easiest my, one. He was freaking <laughs> out the entire my confidence first was rooted in that half. game. Yeah, like, there's no through, It was tied through like what? Like it went into halftime. 16, 14 at halftime. All right. Ah. So the day before the Mississippi State game, I changed my bet and I picked Louisville in that parlay. As and, you the mon- and the money goes up significantly. Yeah, by course. nearly three hundred dollars, like plus one sixty or something. So yeah. let's go. Let's take you back to the LSU game. I'm checking it on my phone. I'm not watching it because I think Louisville was playing. They're the playing Kentucky during the exact same time. And I see Burrow's got a touchdown in the first, like, two minutes. And then it's two. And then it's three. And then it's five. And it's five. I'm like, I'm winning this bet. Yeah, and then it I ends know, up. I know I'm winning this bet. Ends up being more than Matt Ryan threw in that building all season. Wow. In the first half. That's yeah. unreal. Yeah. That's pretty right, crazy. So it's follow that up. Louisville clearly takes care of business. Beats Mississippi State. You go to Kentucky game. Now, this is where I really start sweating. The yeah. Kentucky game. Really start sweating it. 
And you got to the, – the thing about the Louisville game is I felt it in my gut. I said, Louisville's going to win this game. I know yeah. it. They're going to win. I, I always gotta, think I that after make, a few drinks. Yeah, but I was like, I got I to gotta pick Louisville. So I pick Louisville, go to Kentucky. I'm not cheering for them, but I'm like, all right, yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep moving. The offense, everything happens with, with Bowden beginning. Everything with Louisville – or with the, Virginia Tech was just moving the football on Kentucky. Like UK had no nothing. business winning that game. No. And then like the way that it ended – Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting in my cube at work freaking out because I am <laughs> one game away from winning nearly $1,000. Did you – see that last play the video of it oh i watched how, the last uh, play how if virginia tech would have been able to throw the ball across the field if they would have just completed that last like lateral yeah side he would have been he would have been gone there yeah. was not one blue jersey and on the, that side of the and field the fourth down throw by bowden was unreal. it's real how amazing unreal. is that like just never throws passes and that's how you win the game he, like he that, i will say everything him, that someone can possibly do that's one of the yeah, best performances game. by a single player i've ever seen in yeah, my the, life. yeah right. i hate talking about him had a lot of he, action yeah but yeah and then you go to the alabama game that game originally michigan was just destroying alabama on the ground alabama ends up coming back and pulling that out but at halftime i was like i'm gonna lose this game this bet but I finish the parlay. And Jerry Judy said, I got you, bro. Yeah. But You're uh, not going to lose this. About a few hours before yeah. the Alabama game, I decided to double down on Bama. Do another parlay. What? Take Cincinnati over you Boston didn't tell College. Me this. Seven points. Won that one easily. I ended up with $1,000. You're a monster Congrats, right now. Man. I will never gamble again. My, my day is over. That yeah, is amazing. That's no, what they can't walk say. away from the table. Oh, I'm, oh, That's I'm what they always done, say. Done. No, There's we'll that much blood in the water, and you're just going to... You're just going to call it a day. Well, my wife would not approve. I think that might be the biggest reason why I'm out say, of the game. Does your fair. wife know what happened? She so, knows now. She did not when the bet was originally placed. But, so, Will, we're going to have a new uh, Will, we're going to have a new segment probably okay. going forward called uh, Jake's Secret Parlays. Okay. Since, uh, you know, fiance is not allowed to – or, I'm sorry, my fiance. Your wife is not allowed to – to know about it, but no, I I I'm enjoying. It. You're two and you're two and zero. Oh. You have so to keep this going. Like, like you can't just. To this. No, she will, but she she's happy because we just won a ton of money. So right, like doing, you can't be mad. You're that doing like, whole thirty, and you're you, you just or I guess you're still doing Dave Ramsey, right? So I mean, we live the principles of Dave Ramsey. So yes, so you can just take your like little envelope, your little spending money, and <laughs> instead of spending it on wings. <laughs> You're gonna bet it on parlays, and you're gonna get really skinny. <laughs> Living in really the land down by the and river. really rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> final thing. Oh, okay. For final me, thing. Uh, while we've been podcasting, uh, Louisville football officially just released the their card tape. F- their Ooh. final video, and I know I'm just sweating from your eyes a lot. I've just so. watched like not even <laughs> any sound yet. I've just been watching it as we're as we're talking, and once again, like this whole season, just content wise, has been insane. Like this whole crew of like new social media team and video content team, like it's insane what that can do to a program. Like if I had ever questions like why does he really need another video guy and all this stuff and I have never been more of like a fanboy in my life getting to watch these highlight videos and like recaps in some reason. Yeah, it's amazing. They've done such a good job. Kudos to them. Kudos to them. All right, guys. Well, it's been a good show. Pleasure. We'll catch you guys next time. We should do this again sometime. (laughs) 